What's going on, folks? Uh, before I get into my normal introduction with Andy and everything, uh, I do have to say Justin Thomas for a couple minutes is actually on the end of this show. Uh, Andy got a chance to talk to him the other day about the Netflix doc uh, coming out on the PGA Tour, all the behind-the-scenes stuff and looks. JT was, I think JT and Jordan are either the first episode, second episode, I don't know. Uh, but Andy sat down with him, I think, for like five minutes the other day. So he's actually on the end of the show. I just wanted to jump in and say that uh, before uh, past me jumps into my normal introduction. So everybody, enjoy the show and uh, listen to JT at the end of this episode. See you guys. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 128. I'm your host, Riley, joined by Mr. Andy Nesbitt. What's up? What up, what up, what up? Uh, the golf is getting good now, right? We're coming back to the to the mainland after two weeks in Hawaii. We're starting this unbelievable stretch. Our the show, friend of the program, Medina Mike's on a jet right now going out to Palm Springs to play in this tournament this weekend. We got a lot of stuff going on today, Riley. I want to talk to you too later on about my conversations I had with uh, JT Finau and uh, Joel Damon last week about the Netflix show. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually. Um, Is he taking a private jet? Is it his jet? No, he's taking a United jet from Chicago. But shout out United, having a a, a direct flight from Chicago to Palm Springs. Right. That drive from... If you fly to LA, that drive from LA to Palm Springs is a brutal. Oh, no, I've never done it. I know that it's very rare just to find a flight that doesn't have to connect these days. I've connected into Palm Springs, too. I mean, it's a tiny ass airport. So, right. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out Medina Mike and United. I'm very excited for him. Yeah, we got we got a uh, we got a fun we got a fun week this week. We've got the Amex, the American Express in the desert of California. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, it's kind of confusing to me why the field is so good. It, yeah, well, it usually struggles to get a decent field. I mean, there's some usually guys like Patrick Cantley usually goes. John Rahm's won this event before, but mm-hmm. with all the elevated events and these designated places where everyone's going to be, there's ten of the top nineteen players in the world here. Five of the top five, or wow. five of the top ten. Excuse me. You would think that with that, and also with it being a pro am, like they would uh, not want to like do it. Right. I mean, you saw John Rom last year. Remember that viral video? It's a fucking putting that's right. contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Right. And that's what I mean. It is. They all the pins are like in the middle of the greens for these people mm-hmm. because it's like, I don't want to shout out Madonna Mike, but like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like they put it in. So make it easier on those guys. Um, yeah. Because so, if they didn't, those rounds would be nine hours long. They're already exactly. long enough as it is. Like, for example, Willie Z shot a 61 here last year. Like that's just yeah. it's just what happens. So it's gonna be a fun week though because the field is loaded. Willie Z here, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Cantlay, and Xander are the top ten guys. And mm-hmm. then who else? Sung Jay. Is Sung Jay here? Sung Jay. There's Tony's here. There's a bunch. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be fun. Uh we'll get into a preview obviously later. Uh Siwoo Kim. I the only thing I think of, of when I see Siwoo Kim or see a picture of him or hear his name is uh Jordan at the President's Cup like five years ago. Yeah, what did Jordan sing in that? See, woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. Right. Yeah, it's all I think about when I hear about Siwoo Kim. That's right. But he won. He won the Sony. Boy, did he in dramatic fashion too. Yeah, it was awesome. That that chip in on seventeen. I love Siwoo Kim. Uh, the emotion that he showed after that chip in on seventeen. Like we talked about this in the past. There's a lot of pro golfers out there who like to be ho hum about you know big moments and like we, that's the reason why we all love Tiger was because he you know on a Thursday grinding for a par he'd be pumping his fist and Siwoo chipped in on seventeen. Uh, great chipping off from just off the green for birdie on that par three. 
uh, basically won him the tournament. And like he was fist pumping, screaming. Like I just, uh, man, you get, we need more of that in the game. Yeah, need more of it. Unbelievable week for Siwoo. Adds to his resume. What he's got five wins now. Players champ. I know he wanted to win them. Uh, I think I read he has four now. now. He's got four, four now. wins. Putting it together a little bit. But yeah, it was a good week. Uh, none of my picks turned out, obviously. Yeah, I, that's, I was in talk about that. So I forgot that my uh, my 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 one of my season long things started did start last week. So I got my pick in right before it happened. Uh, Corey Connors was my pick, but uh, Tom Kim was the obvious number one choice by everybody last week, uh, and a lot of people got knocked out of the. Uh, uh, got knocked out. We do a, uh, a knockout pool for like miss made cuts as part of our league. There's a payout there. A lot of people after week one are out. Yikes. Yeah, that's not good. I, I'm surprised that that many people use time because that's like a big game. I figured you would want him at like a bigger tournament, but I guess not. Uh, but yeah, that was America's pick. Tom Kim was America's pick. I mean, he was on my card, but I had Corey Connors, who I think what he tied for 12th, I think. So not a bad start for the year for you. Uh, yeah. I had Taylor Montgomery, who was in the final group on Saturday. And then you just never know how that first final group is going to go. And he kind of peed down his leg a little bit. I think he was like plus three through seven or something ended up shooting even. So we'll take that. But yeah, he didn't do enough. He finished T12 also. Uh, Cam Davis was, I mentioned him last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, He finished somewhere around like T30. He, I, f- I was following him a little bit. He wasn't making the TV, but I was doing the tour cast thing and I was following him. And I mean, he must have the worst short game and the worst putter in the entire world. <laughs> it was, Bad. it was, it was so aggravating. I, he was number one in ball striking T to green approach. Oh yeah. I saw then, you tweeting about that. Like he'd be a good pickup to bet. Oh on. my like, God. Yeah. And then he was like 130th in strokes game putting. Like it was just, he couldn't make a thing. It kind of like Tom Kim, honestly, Tom Kim couldn't make anything. It was the same thing mm-hmm. with Davis, which was very frustrating. And then I actually, I actually live bet Mav on Saturday afternoon. Cause he was like four back and he was making a bunch of birdies. I'm like, sure. And then he did nothing on Sunday. I think he, he <laughs> top close to the top 10, I think, but not not enough to win. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get an outright this weekend in the desert. Hopefully. Yeah, so it was uh, it was it was interesting. Like, everyone was in on Tom Kim. That's like when I have like, alarm bells go off. You're like, there's no way he's going to do something like Golf Digest was tweeting out all their betting articles. It was all Tom Kim PGA Tour, like their expert picks, Tom Kim, all the random mm-hmm. bettors on on Twitter are like Tom Kim is going to win by. And I tweeted it when I tweeted out. I forget. It was either my picks article like the headline of my tweet was Tom Ken will either win by 10 or miss the cut. There's no in between just because of that. And there you go. Yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. I half nailed it, but what are you going to do? You got anything else from the, uh, from the Sony? We got a couple. Yeah. Of what about there. our boy, Jordan Spieth, the Jordan Spieth experience was in full effect for two days in, in Honolulu. First, first guy since Matt every at the 2020 Arnold Palmer invitational took lead or co-lead after the first round and then missed the cut. <laughs> that's the George Spieth experience. <laughs> it really is. And it's he unbelievable. Some, he had some great moments with Greller on on Friday. Uh, they're doing a much better job on TV. I do have to give them credit. They're starting to not talk during those interactions, which is right. huge because they usually just ruin those. But I think it has something to do with it's Jordan, so they think it's going to be awesome, which it usually is. But they're doing a good job laying out of those. I was watching Friday night and Spieth was on one of the tee, tee boxes and they, you know, they show the overhead and they're like, this is a tough tee shot because the left was OB with a driving range and rights OB with the, or uh, with uh, hazard with water. 
and like it's kind of a tight a tight like thing i'm like oh man this is when i would totally just bail out right and spieth totally fails out right like as soon as he hits it he's walking left on the tee box trying to like see where it's gonna go and he's like oh no oh no oh is that the his water tee shot i remember yeah, yeah and so yeah, then he yeah, like yeah. he dropped it like right next to like the water and he was like he had a foot on like the cart path it was a friday night i'm like oh man thank you jordan spieth for this entertainment and then like that was the, the beginning of his back nine where everything kind of went to hell and all of a sudden he was out yeah that shot ended up underneath a tree that ended up on the back of the green. I think he three putted from there or something. He just made a mess there, of the back nine. There's no more intimidating out of bounds on a tee than when you see a driving range left and you're like, I, I can't go in that driving range. The there's net. something about a driving range that just frightens me. Yeah, the net. Something about the net just lurking over there. Like, when we used to Even play if you one, hit it over there, you can't hit it. No, the worst is when you play a course that's got a driving range like like that and you hit it down the side and then you try to go find your ball and it's like, nope, range ball, nope, range ball, nope. It's like you have no shot of finding your golf ball. Our campus golf course down at USF, the claw, shout out the claw, literally the worst condition golf course I've ever played, but we played, it was like $9 to play it. They had it off the very first tee, the whole left side of the fairway was driving range. It happened all the time. Man terrible I put, side note i played when one of my buddies always plays very weird golf balls he just doesn't care uh and two weeks ago i was playing him in a match and he was playing with a uh I, he was trying to find his ball in one of the on the rough one of the holes and i go are you playing a callaway practice ball and he goes yeah i go oh okay it's right here he was playing a range ball because he said he liked how how soft it was oh <laughs> yikes <laughs> he played well he shot like an 81 or something and like for like four holes he had a range ball is it true that those go 10, 15 yards shorter than normal balls? I would think so. Is that true facts? It's, yeah. But like he played it because he like he thinks he can hit it light lighter. So I don't know. And then, <laughs> then he puts with a different ball on the green. He brings out a Pro V1 on the green. What do you mean? This guy's yeah. a menace. What he's do you nuts. Mean? <laughs> and then he's terrible at putting in his scores. He's like a eight handicap but he's a 12 because he's terrible opening in his scores andrew lux if you're listening i know you listen to this we're yes. talking about you we're talking about you uh anything else from the sony yeah jordan jordan that was tough had 11 footer as soon as he hit it he walked away like he knew it didn't go in it was tough yeah and i'm not too much else from the sony it was, it was it was one of those events where you're like all right like golf is back but like all these uh designated things like on saturday the leaderboard i was like oh that's kind of a tough one that's kind of a tough scene there I, I was I was covering the tournament. I was in charge of doing all the recaps and stuff. And I, I don't remember if it was Saturday night or Friday night. I think it might have been Saturday night. I was trying to find a polite and nice way to say that no one knows the names at the top of the leaderboard. Right. Yeah, I had to work around it somehow. Like, it was just a bunch of unknown dudes. Uh, what was this? How do you get a clicker out of that? Like, what's the storyline you would put on something like that? I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> I was rooting for Chris Kirk. I mean, the, the and give, uh, give it up to Dan Hicks on Friday. I was watching, and uh, Kirk was making her a little bit of a run there towards the top. And they actually like went into his background story, where like they don't usually. I feel like they don't usually do that. They don't give you like a reason to cheer for a lot of these guys because they're just moving too fast. And he, they did a good job of doing that. And I think he finished top three. It was like his third top three finish there, which is a wild story because they talked about how a couple of years ago he was going to lose his card. He had to get a top two at the at the Sony. Or he's going to lose his card. And he got a top two, which is like yeah, and he did it yeah. low key. One of the like, the gutsiest performances in like professional golf history. Yeah, nuts. Uh, yeah, easy guy to root for after watching that interview. It was really good for them to talk about that after the round. But so, yeah. aside from that, I don't think I have anything else from the Sony. Let's move it on forward. Uh, Nelly Corda, 
She has signed Nike. with Nike and she has signed with TaylorMade. And I, I think TaylorMade has aspirations of just getting everyone. I think that's what they're, mm-hmm. I think they're also getting Brooke Henderson. It's it's rumored that she's also going to TaylorMade, um, which is, I mean, Nelly deserves whatever she wants pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised uh, Callaway. I mean, I know Callaway went all out with good, good. They got the good, good guys. Um, they got good, good. Know. TaylorMade got Nelly Corda. Yeah, we got some, we got some, uh, we got some real battles going on right now. Yeah, two hiring people, two different strategies from two different equipment companies. <laughs> yeah, TaylorMade. Yeah, uh, TaylorMade does the the uh, foreplay, I guess. Yeah, they, they get the guys. Barstool boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Nike, Nike, TaylorMade. That's a pretty good outfit. Although I, I prefer, I think I prefer Titleist. I do. I would do Nike Titleist if if I was ever in that if situation. You, if you could pick your perfect combination. Yeah, some about Titleist clubs are just nice. I have Titleist irons. I'm actually trying to maybe get some new irons soon. Yeah, I was actually, I was talking about that the other day. Um, I'm officially, officially in the hunt for mid am qualifying. Okay. Um, I'm officially going to do it. The problem is, I don't know if I should just try to do it with my clubs or get fitted in the next couple of weeks, make sure they're here by the start of golf season, and then go. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Well, you you got some big things to you you, you you I can say that too. Like I'm gonna go for the mid am, but you got some. You got to really like you got to go all in on this situation. Yeah, I got to play some seriously good golf. I mean, I got to get I got to get down to like a I, what is it a four handicap, three and a half yeah. handicap? I forget what the qualification is. I, I mean, I got to start playing like seriously high level golf. Yeah, yeah. No more driving range for, for once a week. No more nine holes here. Or there, you got to get there out there and play. We need you in this thing. Yep. Luckily, I'm just. I, I got on my I got on my putting mat yesterday because I was at the simulator and obviously my putting is atrocious on the simulator. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know how they do that on simulators. <laughs> I don't know either. And then uh, I I I putted for I don't know an hour on my putting mat. And I think I've I've figured out putting. Oh, that's yeah, always a good I've, thing. I'm locked in, mm. so that's good. But uh, yeah, I just went off on a tangent about the mid M. What was I talking about? We were talking about TaylorMade or oh, new clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them, both yeah. my favorite golfers are Nike TaylorMade. So shout out Rose and Nelly. Uh, and Tiger. Speaking and Tiger. Speaking of LPGA and Nelly, it's back this week. Tournament of Champions. It's gonna be fun. The Hilton Grand Tournament of Champions. If you guys haven't listened to my interview with uh, John Smoltz, we talked about that a little bit from a couple weeks ago. Uh, but yeah. that is this week. I'm very excited to watch the LPGA. I think Nelly's the betting favorite at like plus four fifty or something outrageous. But this tournament's always really fun because it's obviously all the winners from last year and then a bunch of celebrities. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't watch it, it's on Golf Channel at some point. But it's, it's I could watch her swing all the time. Yeah. So the more they play and the more they show it and then the more times on social, they're like, here's a Nelly Cordes swing. It's like, thank you. Thank you for this content. They're very, ca- they're capitalizing on everybody loves Nelly right now and they post it everywhere all the time, yep. which I'm, I'm here for because I repost pretty much all of them. So I'm going. I literally do watch them like 10 times, kind of like just figure out like what the tempo, like what, how does it make it? How does she make it look so easy? Yep. hundred percent. Uh, did you play, did you play golf this weekend? We didn't on Saturday because the, uh, it was like 25 degrees here. So we, we decided Whoa. to cancel our tea times. So yeah. Yeah, but we got out yesterday on a different on a local course, a different course than uh, we normally play because ours was closed, and uh, shot a 44, 38, 38 on the back, and um, had like three lip outs. You know when you close with like a thirty eight or something on the back nine, all you want to do is like get out and play again right away. Mm-hmm. So we're itching, itching, itching to get out there. I was crushing the driver. I, I moved my driver from a nine degree down to an eight degree just to mess around and see what it would do because I hit a high ball and I was hitting like. 
the longest drives I've hit in a long time. Damn. Well, you know when you're driving the golf ball, like at, towards the middle of the round, I'm like, I can swing this club as hard as I want. It's gonna do. It's gonna do. I was just out of my shoes. I think that okay. might be my my favorite feeling in golf is when you know exactly where your driver is gonna go and you can just fucking wail on it. Like yeah, like one par four, I was looking all up and down, like it was like on the left side of the fairway or the or the uh, rough. But there's a lot of like leaves and everything. And it was winter, and I couldn't find my ball. And I, I don't want to be that guy that always drives up like forty yards ahead and he's like, "Where's my ball?" And it's fifty <laughs> yeah. yards back there. So I was like, looking for it, and my buddy's like, "It's up here." I'm like, "It's up there." It's fifty four yards out. I'm like, "Oh, that's not my number." And I chunked it. I chunked a, a chip or chunked like a short shot, and then actually got up and down for par. But I was like. 54 yards out and like a, it was a long, I gotta go back and look at how long that hole was but just bombing it has to be that has to be the hardest shot in golf 54 somewhere around there it's yeah. like 60 to 40 is just especially like, on like winter grass too where it's like it's still like it's not like it's not things aren't pristine right now you know they're browned out they're wet damp and it's like it was one of those shots where like the ball goes 20 yards and you just have just all this mud on your club <laughs> yeah you're like god damn it yeah I can picture it in my head yeah, but yeah, it was fun. It was good to be out there. Jack's Beach Golf Club. It's a great uh, muni down here in Jack's Beach. Where oh, is that where you played? Yeah, they they redid all the greens years like three or four years ago, and there's beautiful greens, and it was fun being out there. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm itching a little bit. I don't know. I kind of want to go down to Florida for the Arnold Palmer. I think me and you might have some stuff coming up for that tournament. Oh yeah, I think so. All which right. might be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to play in the pro-am again like you did last year, but maybe. Man. Yes. I, I was thinking about that because my buddy Mike's playing this week. There is there playing. I'm so lucky that I got to. Like, I don't think I'll ever get to play in another pro-am the rest of my life. But like that experience was one of the most ridiculously cool golf experiences ever. And what made it more ridiculous is it all it came together like eight days before the that you played. Yeah. Like, last also, second. Like, those, those little moments where you're like walking like down like like one time i was like waiting for a cop to like stop traffic for me so i could cross the street and people were like i mean i'm inside the ropes people are like looking at me like who the hell is this guy <laughs> that was great uh did i tell you uh do second send me a stealth really or did I, did I tell you i broke my driver uh, what? On, on the simulator i broke i hit the driver head on like the garage door railing the corner oh of it. man and I just dented the shit out of it. The whole crown is just collapsed on itself. And uh, I messaged uh, Didi and he sent me a, a stealth from last year. Damn. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I'm going to go break my driver right now. It's going to be sick. I, I went to I went to Dick's yesterday just to hold it so I know what it's going to look like. You love Dick's, don't you? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, I, I feel like the stealth too. Like a lot, not a lot of like uh, amateurs use it. I've, although this old guy I played with yesterday had one. It's going to be a head turner when I take it out of the bag. Bag, I think. I think it's rare for an amateur golfer to have it because I mean they're expensive as shit. But also, oh yeah, I don't so know. The, how this is an old guy we were playing with yesterday. He was probably the worst putter of the history of putting, and he's probably like sixty-five, you know. And he was like, "Yeah, I just got fitted for a driver uh, recently, and like as a stealth." And I'm like, "Okay." And I look at the uh, at the shaft. It was like one of those like. Addy Pro shafts, you know, it's probably like a four hundred dollars shaft. He's like, yeah, the guy said like I needed a stiff one, so like I got this one. I'm like, that's a really nice shit. I don't like th that sales guy, <laughs> the PGA store, just got a big fish there. But that, that driver probably cost this guy a grand, easy. Oh, if not more than that, because just yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy just dinks it around the course, like <laughs> that goddamn guy, the PGA. Yeah, you need a stealth and you need a shaft that like Rory McIlroy uses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
that's a thousand plus dollar driver that's outrageous but then this guy every four footer he would wouldn't even come close to making it, it was unbelievable he had one of these ping putters that had all this like circle stuff in the back it was like a science project you look down i'm like how does that guy stay how does he stay focused with that putter i think i know what putter you're talking about is it the one that kind of looks like a guy's riding a motorcycle you ever know yes. it's the uh oh what the hell is that putter called it's not the eight ball it's from a while ago they always used to say it looked like a guy riding a motorcycle. I forget it. But yes, I know exactly what. And then we played with this other stranger we got paired up with. And I forgot playing with strangers because I was just playing with friends. I forgot how it's luck of the draw. Like this guy we got paired with was probably 25 handicap. But every pre shot routine was stand behind the ball, three practice swings while looking at his target, get around, walk around to the ball, look at his feet, pick a spot on the ground to aim at in front of him, look up at the target. And then he would duff it 30 yards, drive up in his car to it, get behind the ball, three stop like around the third hole. Like I turn my buddy, like, I'm gonna kill this guy. Yeah, that's a night, that's a nightmare. I don't know. I don't mind if people do that and then they're really good. You I don't do yeah, that. you can't do that. I don't, 25 what bothered me too about him was uh and he's he was a super nice guy. I don't mean to show this guy, it's stranger out there, but uh <laughs> it's just like amateur golf in general, like just the awareness when you're on a golf course, like there'll be times where it was his turn to hit. Like a guy would go first and then it was his turn from the fairway and I turn around like ready for him to be like over the ball and he would just be picking out his range finder to like look at the yard. So right. like, dude, you've been there for five minutes. I'm like, I'm over here already with my range finder done. Got my club in my hand just waiting for you to hit. And he's like, all right, what is it? Uh, 173. Okay. Let me go in the bag. What should I hit? hit? Like, dude, come on. Oh God, that's a nightmare. That's a, getting paired with people is sometimes yeah, it's really hit or miss tough. i mean usually i mean they were he was a great guy usually like person wise like I, I never get really paired up with assholes right but it's just like if you find out a lot about people on a golf course 100 i we went me and my dad went golfing one time and uh my mom and megan came with us and they weren't going to play they were just going to walk with us and we got we got paired with this guy that refused to play with us because the girls are there jesus and we almost got in a fight with this guy because the clubhouse just kept saying no it's fine they're not playing they're just going for a walk and the guy refused and it was not great on the first tee it was bad what a loser yeah he ended up he like stormed off the golf course fuck that guy yeah fuck that guy uh i don't think i you want to talk some amex talk some talk some picks i got some i got some uh i got some names this week yeah i got to get into it uh like i said 10 of the top 19 in the official world golf ranking are here it's three golf courses so the cut doesn't happen until saturday so don't be Mm -hmm. confused when that's a when that's a thing it's pj west stadium pj west nicholas tournament course and then la quinta country club which is usually the place where everybody shoots like 60 59 that's the the low one uh data golf i don't really know the course i mean number two is k's valley i think that isn't that where they played the bmw a couple years ago yes valley and then uh tpc louisiana shout out shout out the zerk uh trending john rom last three finishes first t8 first that's pretty good tony finau's number two is a win seven t7 scotty scheffler's three t9 two t7 percent chance to win john rom is number one at 10.8 scotty scheffler 9.7 and then number three is patrick cantlay at 6.5 uh betting i already kind of covered this i didn't hit the outright at the sony got a couple top 20s but that's that's kind of it uh, my picks at Riley Hamill underscore on Twitter drop every Wednesday afternoon if you guys want to follow. Uh, betting odds: John Rom plus five fifty, Patrick Cantlay plus nine fifty, Scotty Scheffler's at a thousand, Tony is at fifteen hundred, Willie Z is at nineteen, Xander Shoffley and Tom Kim are twenty to one, 
Sanjay and Cameron Young are at 21 to 1. Sam Burns is 31 to 1. So is Tom Hoagie. Siwoo Kim plus 3,400. Brian Harmon plus 3,400. Cam Davis, same thing. Aaron Wise, 4,200. Taylor Montgomery, 4,200. Who we like? Taylor Montgomery. You're hopping on my boy. I was close to picking him last week. And, uh, you know, this is week two. I think week one of my other pools is week two. So looking to try to find a guy that I don't want to burn a big name, obviously, right? But uh, I almost came close to picking Taylor last week, and he had a good what? He had top twelve, t twelve at Wiley. Same thing. As uh, I'm reading here that he is eight for eight with seven top five, the top fifteen finishes. Jesus. Yeah, the dude's playing. He's playing insane golf, and it's not even just he was doing it at the end of last year too. He's he finishes uh, top twenty for him is borderline. Like you can even tell when you go on DraftKings or FanDuel or whatever. He's like mm-hmm. down the odds list to win outright. He's probably what did I just say plus 4,000, 40 to one or something. But for a top 20 finish, he's like close to even money because he does it every week. It's very, you don't usually see that, but Vegas has figured out like this guy just finishes inside the top 20 every week. Yeah. So I think he's a perfect kind of fit right here for like a season long pool where you don't want to burn somebody, right? 100%. Seems like this is a, especially if we talked about the setup of the course, like it's going to be a, you know, a shooting gallery out there. So. Uh, he's coming in red hot. I love Taylor Montgomery for my for my overall for my league, but also any kind of top twenties I got in there. This is a very interesting field because it's very you want to say it's top heavy just because of Rom, Scotty, Cantley, Shoffley, but there's also a bunch of guys here in that second tier. Also, right? Like, this is just a very strong field. It's not just all top guys. It's also loaded with those guys right in the middle, like Cam Davis, Aaron Wise, Montgomery, JT Poston, Thagala. They're all here. Thagala, yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting. Cam Young. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about Cam Young, but he's probably going to go on the card just because he's my new Wills Altoris. I need to put him on there. I'm not missing the first one, so it's going to be one of those. <laughs> those it's got to be. It's got to be coming close. Yeah, it has to be. But uh, the first guy I am putting on is Willie Z. He, Willie! He, he played well at the Tournament of Champions. I think he tied for 11th first start since coming back from his back injury. At la- He tied for 6th at the American Express last year. He shot 61 on Friday, went really low. I expect him to play really well. Everything looked mm-hmm. pretty solid. He actually gained strokes with the putter at the at the tournament, the TOC, which was a little bit surprising. But to get him at, I think at some places was twenty to one plus two thousand is crazy. So I love mm-hmm. Willie Z. He's even money for a top twenty, which I like even more. But he'll be on the card for probably both of those. I like that. What do, what do you think about Megacorp? Harms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't look at him a bunch. I know that his course history is insane here. Yeah, he's got a pair of T3s here in 2017, 2022. Yeah. All 24 rounds this season are under par or par or better. That's got to be just, pretty nice. Yeah, That's he's just like, playing high level golf. Damn. You know what's that? I, I was, I, did he play the Sony? He was there last week, right? I can't remember if I was watching him at the TOC or the Sony. The yeah. size of his putter is the size of his head. Oh, it's huge. His putter is outrageous. It's not even a spider. It's like five times the size of it. He's like swinging a dinner plate. So <laughs> it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It's huge. And he's had it for years. So he must love it. Like we see a lot of these guys, their putters are in and out of their bag. Yeah, he, he's had that one for a lot. Yeah, you're right. He has had that for a long time. For years. But yeah, I like Harmon. I, I saw that his course history is really good and he's playing good golf. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just like, is he going to be the guy that goes out and beats like Scotty Scheffler? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think Montgomery could do it because he hits the shit out of the golf ball off the tee and he rolls it really well. But can like Brian Harmon go out there and beat like this good of a field? I don't know. Top 20, I like, I don't know what his odds are, but top 20, I like for Harmon. 
I feel like now Harmon is going to win this thing. Hundred percent. You just said one hundred percent. Big tone is big up there tone. Too. Big tone. He's coming off a T seven at the Century TOC. He's liked him some PGA West in recent seasons. Solo fourth in twenty twenty one. T fourteen in twenty twenty. I think he made the cut here last year. I don't. I think he was around like T forty or something like that. So not a great week, but he has played well here over the last couple of years. He's fifteen to one top ten plus one fifty. Um, I think he's, if it's a birdie fest, that's what Finau does. So mm-hmm. I like Tony. Uh, who else do I like here? I'm looking for like lower lower names. I do. I, I also have a couple uh, long shots that we'll get to in a second. Andrew, they're not, as a hint, they're big names, but long shots. Okay. Putnam's five for five here with uh, four top 25s. Yeah, he loves this place. I bet on him last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves this place. All right. Give me your other ones. Uh, I might. I, he's on my list. That's on golfweek.com right now. I'm not hundred percent sure if he's going to go on my official card, uh, but it's Cam Davis. You, you cannot play pretty much. You can't play better than he did T to green at the Sony. He just could not do anything with his short game or his putter T 32 last of three appearances at the, uh, MX. Yeah. T 29 in 2020 T 28 in 2019. And he was third in 2021. He didn't play here last year. Uh, he's 34 to one. He's plus 225 for a top 20. If he can just hold anything at this place, I think he'll finish inside the top 20. I don't know if he'll win, but if he can get anything going with the putter, I think he's going to be right there. My friends Mason and Clay Oltman from this greater Seattle area got to play around with Cam Davis a couple months ago at their club in Seattle. I had to go. And him, right? And Cam Davis, they said, like they have pictures off in the day, like the, the watching Cam hit a ball. From like there on their course, they said it was just the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> and so then first, the, yeah, and first chance I'd say it's a it's a classic Seattle Washington course where it's just a lot of pine tree lined fairways, My and they said he golf. was just hitting tee shots. Like you can just watch that ball just sail down those down those fairways. Yeah, my, that's my favorite kind of golf tree line. So right. Clay picked him last week, the first week, and I think he finished like 40th or something. Yeah, kid something. couldn't wait to pick Cam Davis in a, in a thing. Yeah, he just he just could not putt. It was so aggravating. I I think uh, I forget what round I was tweeting about. Was this Friday round that I kept giving out stats? But I think he missed six or seven putts inside 10 feet, and a couple of them were like three feet. It was brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was. Ugh. Yeah, not 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 good at all. Um, I'm trying to find my article on. Uh, oh, I guess they haven't pushed it live yet. Uh, I do have a couple long shots. Let's hear them. First one, seventy mm-hmm. to one, and don't get at. I don't. I don't have all of his stats memorized. Uh, J Day. Oh man, you love J Day. J- love J Day. Six starts this year. <laughs> uh, he's missed two cuts, but in the four weekends that he did make, I think he's finished T twenty one or better couple top tens swing changes look really good he's ninth in strokes oh, i do have it memorized ninth in strokes game approach which is crazy good for him and it's kind of weird to say but he ranks outside the top 100 in strokes game putting so if his putter wakes up at all he is going to win this year and mm-hmm. uh he likes his place i don't i don't remember recent finishes off the top of my head but i do know i think he has like a t21 three or four years ago and then a t10 a year before that so I love it. I love your love for J Day. I love J. Popped up a bunch of times last year. I don't. I don't know what it is about Jason Day. I will. I will <laughs> there's, always. There's be something a Jason you remember from his 
his dominant time maybe it was like a, a pivotal time in your youth of watching golf and you're like i know he can find that again i know yeah i don't know what it is i just love him <laughs> yeah. i love him so many times in this podcast every you go you know who i like it's gonna sound crazy but i like j day i'm like that's not crazy baby. at all yeah j day i love j day <laughs> uh so he's 70 to one which 10 bucks plays 700 dollars if he wins so that's nice nice uh 80 to one and i've bet on this guy a lot on this program Denny McCarthy. If John Rahm has stated that this is a fucking putting contest, why not just take probably the best putter on the PGA Tour? Playing yeah. pretty good golf right now. Uh, his iron play is not great. Um, he Who's also it? has a really high... He's a, a weird course history here because I think of his last five starts here, he's missed three cuts, but I think last year he came in the top five. So it's very hit or miss. Um, but if, if, if it's going to be a putting contest, might as well take one of the best putters. So Denny McCarthy, 80 to one, and then you're going to love this one. 90 to one big dick, Rick. I I think Ricky Fowler might be back. Ricky. Oh, you were in love with this golf swing right now. I I, saw you tweeting about it. Did you you see it? it Did you see it? Yeah. 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 It looks, I watched him play. Uh, I watched him, uh, you know, I'm a YouTube enthusiast. I watched him play, uh, Rick Shields in a match a month ago, medalist. And he liked his swing is so different and so good. His swing looks so... I watched that video, too. His swing is so good right now. And mm-hmm. he played very good golf. People forget he almost won the Zozo. He was T6 at the, what, Fortinet behind Max. Mm-hmm. Ricky might be back. I don't know if the putter is going to wake up because his putting stats are horrific. But if the swing is any indication, he might be back. And he's played well here a lot. And you gotta think when you go through it. He's terrible. He made the cut here, so you gotta think when you go through a swing change like that, and you start seeing those results, you get more like he's probably ex- most excited to play golf he has been in years, right? Like well, we went, saw yeah, it with, that, we saw it with Jay Day last year. He couldn't make a cut, and all of a sudden the swing changes kicked in, and now he finishes when he makes the weekend. He's just a top twenty machine. Yeah, so I, I like that. I'm, I'm gonna have my eyes on Ricky. Ricky Ricky's impossible not to cheer for. I mean, I know he gets on all the commercials and all that, but like, there's nothing like dickish about him. It seems like a very. So I, I did a chipping contest with him at Top Golf in Arizona before the Super Bowl five I or six years ago. Yeah. He was a really nice guy, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's like I stood next to him. He's like five four, like 110 pounds. It's like, yeah, he's, he's a little, he's a little guy. They all are, dude. JT's like yeah. that. Even Rory's, if Rory's like Tiger's my small. Rory's like my size when I walk around. I mean, he's way jacked, or he's just jacked at me, jacked or compared to me. Jacked at I mean, he's him. what he's met Rory five nine, five ten. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, but I do love watching and rooting for Ricky. So he is absolutely going to be on the card this week because ten bucks wins almost a grand. So let's go, Rick. Yeah, yeah love that. Let's go. Uh, but that's all I got. That's that's those are the picks. Uh, again, my my official card will come out uh, some point on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But that's what I got. Love it. Mm-hmm. You got anything else from the Amex? Nope. You want to talk about anything else? Justin, I uh, my talk, my talks with. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you first so, if you had to pick one storyline that you hope. Or no, that is included that you're most excited about about the Netflix doc. What do you? Th- what do you? What is it? Um, I've, man, the, the live stuff just started in episode two of really like it's, that's when like they started diving into the U.S. Open and Phil and DJ coming there and they talked to Paulina DJ. Um, I th- 
I mean, obviously that's the biggest storyline, but I'm looking forward to seeing, I guess, I, I think guys like Spieth are going to be involved more throughout it. And I can't wait to see Rory's uh, thing there. Cause I, I talked to Damon, JT and uh, Finau and asked them all about like, what are they, were they like, everyone was kind of surprised to see Rory in the trailer. Were they, and like, how what did it mean to them to have him in that? And they all just like sp- spoke glowingly of him and like, it's important to have him. He's the number one player. It's great to have him in, in board. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing like the, 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 the behind the scenes stuff of Rory in there too. I, the tra- the trailer got me so hyped because I didn't think Rory yeah. was going to be in it, and they definitely did that on purpose. They yeah. waited for the last second. They did a bunch of sharp cuts, and then all of a sudden, they just have him sitting down. It was electric. So the first episode is JT. It's called Frenemies. It's JT and Spieth. They go like a deep dive into those two guys, and then they they lead it up to like the they follow them at the PGA. Um, and there's there's one time I think I talked about it where just, where JT went to uh, CVS on that Friday night and to Tulsa by himself to get some uh, antihistamine, and so when you do these media junkets for movies and stuff like it's the most random thing like you're you're put in like a room virtual room and then all of a sudden like JT JT pops up on the screen you have five minutes with him and like the whole time a PR guy is in your in your uh, chat box going three minutes two minutes wrap it up like you're in and out of there before you know it five minutes with somebody is fast. So oh, that's, like two que- that's like two questions with somebody. Yeah. So I always try to like start those things off kind of like a funny, like, Hey, like, uh, you know, like ice breaking kind of question. So I go, JT, I gotta be fast here. What was harder to do in Tulsa win the PGA championship or, uh, get your credit card to work on that check self checkout thing at the CBS on Friday. And he starts laughing. He's like, you know, I don't know what happened there. He's like the PGA championship was hard. He's like, I think getting my card to work was very relatable. And like, that's like, <laughs> That there's so much, there's so many things in the first episodes of that behind the scenes stuff where it's like that's like what we that's what what we really want to see, right? And uh, it was fun to talk to him about that. And also, I told him I want more Jordan Spieth in my life. Is that something I want? And he was like, I have enough Jordan Spieth in my life. <laughs> he said, because <laughs> there's a part where Spieth calls him and he goes, uh, "Hey, um, I, you know, I think I told you, he's like, I'm writing your uh, my speech for your wedding. Um, what do you think I should do?" And JT goes, "Just uh, whatever your instincts say, don't do those." So I asked JT, I'm like, you've been married since then, right? He's like, I have. I go, well, how was Spieth's, uh, how was Spieth's speech? And he's like, you know, it was it was good. He didn't do too, too bad. And I think he knew a lot of family members there, so he didn't want to get it too embarrassing. It was, it was good. So it was fun to talk to them about that. And then I asked um, Damon at the end. I go, it was, it was the day after the Poulter tweet, the birthday tweet. Yeah. And I go, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I go, Joel, tell me I got to go. But real quick, have you wished Ian Poulter happy birthday yet? <laughs> He goes, you know, I've been trying to think of something funny to tweet about that. I haven't yet, but I'm, 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 I'm working on it. Yeah, <laughs> drafting it. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was fun, but it was a, uh, it was, it was wild. Like I talked to Damon about how you know he used to be, you know, on the Canadian tours and just in these little places uh, trying to make it. And I'm like, now you're on a Netflix show, like at a media junket. Like how weird is that for you? It's like it's fucking great. And then like Fina was like. I'm like, do your kids think you're the coolest guy ever now? You're on like, you're like, you're a pro golf for whatever, but now you're on Netflix. He's like, yeah, it's like, I love it. Like I gave them full, like they could come in and film everything they wanted. He's like, it's just been an unbelievable experience. So it's gonna be really wild to see how the uh, outside world takes us. But as golf fans, and like I said last week, there's a lot of stuff on there where they like, they have, if you're a diehard, you're gonna be like, why are they going over to this? Why are they saying this? But they have to like build storylines for people that aren't like us. I get to watch it today. I got I got the the early screening thing uh, late last week, so I got nice the first couple. So I'm very excited. I'm gonna yeah. watch that in a couple hours, probably. 
I'm the Maddie Fitz episode two is really good. Um, U.S. Open stuff is there. I'm, I'm going to get annoyed when it's like Kepka storylines. I'm like, who gives a shit about fucking Brooks Kepka? But 100%. it's going to get real juicy. I started. The, they have a tennis one too that just came out. And oh, I started did, watching. Did they really? Yeah, it's called Breakpoint. I just started watching that. The only, that first episode was that Nick Kyrgios guy. You know the guy was yeah at Wimbledon. He's a yeah. I, anything like not behind the scenes, like following something for a season, or so, it's so easy to just be like, I'll watch this. I don't have any ties to like the world tennis tour, but it's it's I, it's great. I I know maybe f- for t- tennis players. Yeah. Back in my youth, like tennis was like huge, like you knew everyone, and now it's like they changed so so, so much. I mean, you know, like Rafa and Roger yeah. and Jokovic, but, but yeah, once that. Tennis. When that February fifteenth, when that Netflix thing comes out, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the couch watching it the oh, whole first day. I'm so hyped for that! I can't wait. Um, well, aside from that, I don't think I have any. Uh, I don't think I have any else. I think that's it. You got? Did anything? we watch Tom Brady's last football game last night? No, he's not going out like that. He'll be, on, he'll be a uh, he'll be a Vegas Raider. Man, does he really want to go to the AFC though and try to have to beat Mahomes, Burrow? Especially Herbert in that division, Trevor. He's not going to go. I don't. I uh, the Niners are in a weird spot where, like, yes, they probably want Tom, but then, like, do you put the kids back on the bench for like a year just because yeah. you have Tom for a year? Like, that's a weird spot to be in. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Any franchise, like, do you really want this guy for one? Like, what's that do for your long term? Like, like, you need to be perfectly right now in a transitional period with your quarterback. And that's exactly what the Raiders are in. Cause they already are said they're getting rid of cars. So they don't have a guy. Mm-hmm. Every other team like has a guy that they would just need to like put on the bench if they want Tom for one year. So yeah. I think it's the Raiders, uh, the only team that makes sense like to, or the Bucks, I guess, but I don't think he's going to go back to the Bucks. Yeah. And then people are saying the saints and it's like, why would you come back to the Saints scene? That really isn't gonna, like, do anything no and then like miami but at the same time so are you just gonna like bench tua because tua had a good year until yeah. he started getting concussed every play so i don't really i would know. think miami would go all in on lamar jackson that's my that's my that that's suck. what they should do for us yeah that would suck yeah <laughs> be over yeah that'd be terrible how about, how about my jaguars baby oh how yeah I, my... yeah have you have you picked up the jags ever since uh yeah <laughs> the playoff started yeah yeah Trevor Lawrence going to Waffle House after the game the other night. What a legend. Yeah, legend. I did see that. I mean, he won over all. I mean, I already won him over. But the, the most impressive thing about Trevor was he threw four picks in the first half and was like, whatever, and just forgot about him. I don't, four know, TDs. I don't know if I've ever seen a player play such contrasting halves in my life. He looked like the worst quarterback in football in the first half of that game. Mm-hmm. And then he remembered he was Trevor Lawrence when they came back out of halftime. Like imagine if Mac threw four interceptions in a playoff game to start a playoff game. Do you think he'd bounce back from that the way Trevor did? Probably not. I, know, I don't think. Like, I mean, a lot Trevor. Of I mean, like, Trevor Lawrence is like just way more talented than Mac is, though. Yeah, but like just mentally, just be able to like, all right, shake it off, sling it. Uh, I guess at that point, when you're losing that bad and it's playoffs, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, you might true. as well just start. You know what I mean? So you just start slinging it. If something bad happens, something bad happens. Who care? You're losing 27 nothing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we're excited. They're nine point dogs going to Kansas City this week, and uh, I don't mind that. I don't. I think they could beat the Chiefs. No, they're going to get murdered. I don't know. I don't think so. All right. 
They've won six games in a row. All of them basically playoff games for them. Like they they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Titans, they beat the Chargers. It's like they're riding such momentum and such. Like we're not supposed to beat the Chiefs anyway. Let's go out and fuck these guys up. It's true. Doug Peterson's a perfect coach for them. This guy, what he's done this year is incredible. Uh, Just like the mindset for these guys. Like I don't know. I've seen teams like this go on runs before, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they beat them. Well, it's nice for those kind of teams, too, because no one expects you to be there anyway, so you really can just do it. Because Peterson can call whatever he wants. Yeah, oh, Peterson, man, he's like... You can can take every single chance in the book if you want to because you're not supposed to be there. And he threw that... I mean, he did the Philly special in the Super Bowl. That was like, okay, he's willing to do whatever it takes. He'll he'll try anything to beat you. Put put your players in the position to win the game for you. And he did that, and I had that two-point conversion, which is incredible, to make it a two-point game instead of a three-point game. And then that fourth down play that he ran for uh, Etienne around the side to got down to the 15, just like Peterson, a, man. That was, was a great play call. And all these wins by the Jags just makes Urban Meyer look even worse, which makes me happy. That guy's a scumbag. That guy sucks. I hate that. fucking guy. Scummiest of all scum. He really is. He really, really is. You see the Pats are uh, the betting favorite to get Hopkins. Really? Uh, there, there was that video a couple weeks ago, Belichick and him talking. Did you ever see that? Like during the yeah, game? the the love fest. I love yeah, you, man. I love, I love you, man. you too. <laughs> I love you, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to get uh, Bob. I guess it's coming back. It's almost a. It's almost like a sure thing that he's coming back. And then uh, betting favorites to get Hopkins. And then that is when you learn if if Max the guy or not. Yeah. Get him an actual offensive coordinator. Get him an actual number one wide receiver. And then if he still is like very mediocre, then you go get another guy. Mm-hmm. But. Oh, I want to ask you a golf question. What's your fit? What would be your ideal tee time on a Saturday? Are you a morning guy, afternoon guy? 100%. 10.30, sleep in a little um, bit, get to the course? No. 7.30, 8 o'clock? Yeah, because I just got our tee sheets just opened up and I got us the first one out Saturday at 7.30 a.m. I feel like that's like when you have the first one out, I feel like it's like you're flying first class, right? No one Dude, it makes you. And it makes the Friday night before I have an early morning tee time is as mm-hmm. good as the round. I'm just in such yeah. a I just I get to wake up and play golf tomorrow morning. Playing golf. Get a cup yeah. of coffee in the cart. It's dewy still on the ground. You get it out mm-hmm. there. Maybe you got a hoodie on. Maybe you got a crew neck on because it's a little chilly. It's the it is the best. Is an early no one in front of you. A friend of mine once we we in LA we got on the course. It was just the two of us, and we asked the star if we could jump out before the first group as a twosome. And he said, "All right, you better be fast." And my buddy played golf collegiately. He shot like a seventy three that day. I shot an eighty one. We were done in like two hours and forty minutes. The starter saw us coming off eighteen. He was like, "You guys are done already." We're like, "Yeah, yeah we are." It was great. No, no one in front. It's like your own golf course. It's the best. We uh, at Hunter's, the private course I worked at in Tampa. Um, the OG Hercules was a member of our golf course. I forget his name. He's been in, oh, what the hell is it? I don't know if he's the OG Hercules, but he was a Hercules. <laughs> what the hell is that dude's name? He's been a bunch of, like, he's been in episodes of Psych. Like, he's one of those guys. Anyway, he used to get a cart. He was always, like, penciled in the first group to go off. He As soon as, like, it was barely light outside, he was in a cart already. And yeah. he would play 18 holes in just over an hour. Damn. It was insane. Jesus. Yeah. An hour. An hour. <laughs> it was crazy. It was nuts. Yeah. yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, I love I love early morning tea times. I don't understand some people like like the 1030, like just I, I want to get in there early because, you know, all the early players are just like serious, like just, just play fast, play good. 
where like he gets in those afternoons and you just get some hackers out there take forever. So I'm psyched. We don't. We usually get like an 8 a.m. tea time this week. We got the first tea time out Saturday morning. That's I'm excited for that. I'm that's just as a golf dork. I'm like, this is, I'm very excited for this. Yeah, it's the best. There's not the, yeah, the morning in the cart with coffee and everything. It's the best. Maybe yeah. a little bacon, egg, and cheese also through the first Ooh, two balls. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all I got. So uh, everybody, enjoy the golf this weekend. The field's loaded. It's going to be really fun. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you next Tuesday to recap Amex. Maybe talk Netflix doc a little bit because I should have seen it by then. Yes. And then um, Tori is next week. Is it really? I think so. Isn't it? I think Tori's next week. So we got that to uh, preview next Tuesday. I believe it's Tori if if memory serves. That's it, folks. Enjoy the golf. Sick. Enjoy the golf this weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Give them hell, Badata Mike. Give them hell, baby. See you. All right, folks. Now it's time for JT. Really quick chat. It was one of those things where you get each guy for, I think, five minutes. So Andy fired some questions at it. It has a kind of an abrupt ending. And uh, that's it. Here's JT. See ya. JT, I got to be fast here, so I'm going to ask you real quick. Uh, What was the toughest thing in Tulsa, winning the PGA Championship or getting out of that CVS on Friday with the self-serve cash register? Ooh. That was that was one of the most humbling experiences I've ever had in that CBS. I don't under I mean, it was like uh, I really just wanted to get in and out of there. And as I, I, I said the other day, I don't remember sounding as bad as I actually did. Um, but yeah, that that was a, I would say in terms of, uh, of relatability, probably the CBS situation. But uh, the PGA was pretty tough, too. <laughs> That's what's great about this show. The two episodes I've seen is this behind the scenes stuff. This is stuff us fans really love to see, even the small things like going to CBS and struggling with that. But I got to ask you, was there any part of you that hesitated to be a part of this project when it started or were you all in from the get go? Uh, a little bit of both. I think as long after having conversations and, and sit downs with, you know, different people or the, from the team and communicating, whether it be our concerns or kind of expectations and, and, what they had said back, I think was, I, I didn't really have any worries. And I think that's a big part of it is like, look, we can be as involved or uninvolved as we want. Um, if we want to, you know, give a true viewing or, or show to how we are and maybe our season or whatever it is, then like we need to have some access. But if we don't care and we give them very minimal, then like you're just not going to be in the show as much. So it's not necessarily you kind of create your own destiny, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how much you give them and how much. So I wasn't too worried about that. Uh, Rory kind of surprised people yesterday when the trailer came out that he was involved in it. Uh, was that, were you happy to see him? I mean, you're, you're close to them. Were you happy to see him? And especially after the year you guys have had. For sure. For sure. I think, it, you know, it was, uh, he's, <laughs> he's play played and been playing the best golf of anybody in the world. And, um, you know, it's pretty cool and not often that you get the the number one player in the world and any any sport that's being covered to to take part and give the access like he did. And, you know, I think like all of us, he, he's he's no different in terms of just wanting to grow the game of golf and the PGA Tour and just show another side of it that might create uh, a different and bigger audience. What do you hope comes from this this series? I mean, F one took off after that in the states. You know, obviously this year with Live and PJ Tour, it was a it's a huge a huge storyline. What do you hope comes from after this is seen by everybody? I mean, the, the same thing would be great. I mean, obviously we want to create as many you know new fans and um, and people that want to 
you know, watch golf, watch the PGA Tour as much as possible. And I think that's the hope and the and the plan and an ideal scenario, but also just to to create some new, um, I don't know if storylines isn't the right word, but just opportunities of people that are watching at home that whether it not be necessarily getting super involved and wanting to follow the PGA Tour, but maybe it's just, you know, Joel Damon or something. It's like, oh, wow, like he's hilarious. I had no idea he's from near where I am and I had no idea. So like, I'm really going to root for this guy. You know, it's little things like that, that that's how the game of golf grows. And that's, you know, what I think we're all hoping for. Have you gotten married since I know you you and you and uh, Jordan were talking about the speech? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how would how did Jordan's speech go? I know you're concerned about his speech was good. He was nice to me. He didn't, he didn't throw me under the bus too bad. Um, Maybe, you know, the amount of family members he he wanted to keep it tame. And uh, I I definitely appreciate that from him. You made me laugh when he called you in the first episode and said, what should I do? And you said, "Uh, whatever your instincts tell you, don't do that. That pretty much sums us up. I came away from that first episode saying I need more Jordan Spieth in my life. Also, you, you as well. Like you two are great together. But Spieth, after watching you guys in the no laying up video, after watching him talk to his ball like every round, every round of his life, I need more Jordan Spieth in my life. Is that <laughs> yeah. a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, I'm not the one to determine that. Uh, I don't need any more Jordan Spieth in my life. I get plenty of it, but uh, you definitely can. Uh, was there was there a real awkward moment for you at all during this during the shooting having these guys with you all the time the camera guys? No, just because if there was a situation or, or a time when I didn't want them there or I felt like it was too much, I just would say something and and they would move on or, or go elsewhere. It was never any pushback of like like can we come over and I'd be like now nah, I'm good and they're like come on like let let us just come over and I'm just like no like it, because if that starts happening then the relationship starts deteriorating and if that starts and I don't want to shoot with them and then next thing you know they have no content at the end of the year nothing to really show and they I thought did a great job with that and keeping it organic keeping it fun and just letting us do what we want to do going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.